I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The Liberals and Conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah! All right, 1046 here on this Thursday. It is great to have you. And of course, lots to talk about with my next guest, Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Locks Reporter. Good morning to you. Hi, Alex. Well, I guess into, I'm so glad. And, and of course, we got to give you guys props over at Black Locks because you really did lead the way on the Arrive Can stuff. I mean, you put it on the on the on the. On the headlines months ago, you've been following it in committee, and now we're at the point where you've got the conservatives. They've been they've managed to bring in this motion where they're going to have 21 days for this duo of the creators of ArriveCan to come in and uh, explain it. Whether they do that, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But the language we're hearing, you know, Larry Brock from the um, MP for Brant for Brant, we've identified fraud. Forgery, obstruction of justice, breach of trust by government officials. And then you got Michael D- Barrett declaring arrests will be made. <laughs> so th- this has got a lot of mileage on it, right? Because the, the, the arithmetic doesn't add up. I, I, Alex, you can come to no other conclusion. A rational person can come to no other conclusion that uh, you can't spend that kind of money for that kind of program, a very simple app, unless there's shenanigans. And then to ensure that every rational person would believe that there were shenanigans, someone rifled the filing cabinet and all the records vanished. Come on. Mm-hmm. There were payments made that didn't have to be made. That's a matter of fact now. The Auditor General, who's, in my opinion, uh, I'm sure is a lovely woman, Mrs. Hogan, mm-hmm. Quite mild-mannered, not a goalkeeper, and she Mm. says taxpayers got ripped off on this. Well, there's only one reason you would pay millions out. Let's be candid, just between you and I, because some of it's coming back. That's called influence. That's called pull. That's in the criminal code. No wonder contractors don't want to testify. They've already lost their business. The Department of Public Works, that, that is the biggest vendor of contracts in the country, has already started to cut off some of the companies implicated in ArriveCan. But now it's they're looking much worse. They're looking at custody. This is a big deal. It is. Um, and, and other issues. I mean, the prime minister is quick to say, you know, uh, the, the civil service... Uh public service will be held to account. Of course, it doesn't sound like any ministers, either Bill Blair or Patty Hadju, are going to be called to task or have to explain. Having said all that, um, the government's in, in charge, as you well know, Tom, to protect our most sensitive information. They have an obligation, and it, this app or this duo in their basement was given all our most sensitive information. I'd like to know who it got farmed out to. Oh, on oh, the subcontractors and then the sub-subcontractors. Yeah. Oh, it, it was Byzantine. But I have to say... On this, the um, th- there's been some kind of mixed signals coming from cabinet, and mm. you got the feeling in committee it got pretty hot this week. It's going to get hotter yeah, again today. There, where there were uh, MPs coming down, Charles Sousa, parliamentary secretary <laughs> for public works, which approved all the contracts. Thank you, Charles. And he was saying, "Whoa, whoa, slow down, young people. What's with these subpoenas? You know, this could get a little rough." Why cabinet is standing in the in the way of a fulsome parliamentary investigation 
is a mystery to me, Alex. There is no implication that high ministers rewarded friends on this. This was Mm -hmm. all street-level corruption by managers and executives in the public service. Get out of the way. Let the subpoenas fly. If someone has to do the walk to the courthouse, so be it. It says you don't have a choice at this point. The prime minister is still talking about rules were broken. No, no, rules were not broken. There were no rules. That's the point. Yeah. Well, rules for those who have friends in high places. Stay tuned. And, yeah, we'll watch this afternoon for what comes out. Um, I do want to get this um, some attention because it's not getting a lot of of, uh, attention. And I actually just had a caller asking about the uh, disinformation on the Internet, this um, bill that um, the Liberals were going to put forward to, you know, figure out how they can get disinformation of their choosing off the Internet. And and it's quietly, you know, Dominic LeBlanc came out and quietly it's been kind of shelved. Where's the sta- where does that stand? Is, is it just that they knew that they were beat on this thing? Well, there's no bill, number one, and, and it's now been three years. Uh, number two, uh, and I understand that there are some people who are confused on this, legitimately so, right? Because there's a lot of um, uh, conflicting accounts of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Minister of Public Safety, in a letter to MP, says, look, it, we got the message that anything that attempts to go after disinformation or otherwise legal content on the Internet is probably unconstitutional. We got the message loud and clear. And how? Alex, there were more than 9,000 petitions that went to the Department of Canadian Heritage when this scheme was first proposed, and uh, we couldn't find any that are in support of it. So if you're in a pre-election cycle, you want to start taking on Internet users and telling them you're going to be mother's little helper, and we're going to save you from yourself when you're at your keyboard, (laughs) good luck with you, because I heard elections were beauty contests, but, you know, they're the big brain. I think if there is any bill, if, in my opinion, I don't think cabinet's going to bother, it's going to be a completely innocuous and pointless bill. And I mean completely pointless. But then what is the point, Alex? What constituency is aching for federal regulation of legal content on the Internet that's going to be satisfied? I think it's dead. Yeah, well, I, I, I do too, but again, we still have the online harms bill coming, and <laughs> that thing's a train wreck in itself. Um, so we, we've got rid of one, and now we still have another. Uh, meanwhile, um, Housing Minister Sean Fraser, he's doing a little fundraising. He's not going to comment on why he's fundraising, but he seems Tom, to be hopeful. Tom. They are all hopeful about it. He speaks well, Tom. He is. enough. He speaks well. He is. And he's pretty, and he's tall, and everyone just loves him. Everything about John Fraser. John Fraser had mm. a fundraiser at the Petroleum Club, not in New Glasgow, Nova Scotia, where his constituency office is, at the Petroleum Club in Calgary. And there were a bunch of liberal lawyers showed up, charged 500 bucks a head, and there mm. were some oil and gas executives. Former Calgary Mayor Al Dewar appeared with his wife, mm. and Kent Hare, former uh, Veterans (laughs) Affairs Minister, who was uh, uh, a one-term Liberal MP from Calgary. There was a couple of other local celebrities, a former councillor, and they all got enthusiastic about Sean Fraser. And you say, wait, wait, hold, wait a minute. Is there some contest that's going on that the rest of us don't know about? Well, apparently there is, and it would be a contest for the Liberal leadership which Mr. Fraser doesn't want to comment on, and the Prime Minister leads us to believe is not going to happen. Well, someone showed up in the snow 
to go to the Calgary Petroleum Club mm. for some reason, and it was to give a lot of money to Sean Fraser's Liberal Riding Association. Yeah, well, I mean, I sure hope we go beyond... He speaks really well for the qualifications because he does have a lot to answer for, including, like, what the hell were you thinking letting this many people in? And you're now the housing minister. You know you can't build the houses. I mean, honestly, uh, there's got to be an actual qualification. But it is interesting, and I think something Well, sure. Watch. What, what, what does yeah. one of his fundraisers say? Kent Harris said uh, the Liberal Party's dead on arrival in the next election unless something happens. That's not me saying it. That's not Pierre Polyev. <laughs> That's a guy who paid 500 bucks to hear Sean Fraser <laughs> give a speech at the Petroleum Club in Calgary. says, we are dead on arrival unless something happens. Yeah, stay tuned on that one. Don't have enough snow to walk in, but I'm sure Mr. No. Prime Minister will find somewhere. Um, we got to get this one. Environmental Stephen, uh, Minister Stephen Gibol has been uh, unanimously uh, summoned to explain his comments that he's not going to, you know, his government's not going to build any more roads. They're all over the place on this, eh, Tom? It's like you got Seamus O'Regan saying, no, 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 he didn't say those comments. You've got the comments which he said at a fundraiser in Montreal in French, and then he's come out and said, oh, well, I kind of didn't mean it, but here's what I meant, no no more roads. They're all over the place on this. Conservative MP Mark Strahl from uh, Chilliwack, OPC, sponsored the motion to get him down for uh, cross-examination, close cross-examination over his concept of roads. Um, it's interesting that uh, New Democrats and Bloc members were very enthusiastic in terms of uh, questioning the Minister of the Environment, and then the Liberals just joined in because it was going to pass anyway. Uh, perhaps the most insightful comment came from the Bloc member who said, you know, even if you're just doing that hippie thing, if you're doing that bicycle Montreal eco-green hippie thing, you don't get to do that when you're a cabinet minister for a G7 country making a public remark at a at a fundraiser for a um, an advocacy group in Montreal, because you speak for all of us, all 40 million of us. So if you don't like roads and uh, you, you don't like the internal combustion engine and you have a lot of questions really about natural gas heat, that's all very fascinating. But you just keep that to yourself. Perhaps Mrs. Yeah. Evo, you could tell her, you know, after <laughs> supper. But but anyway, come on down and we're going to talk about roads and you will not enjoy yourself. Amazing. All right, I'm going to let you go on that note. <laughs> Tom, you are the gift that keeps giving. Appreciate Thank it. You. Have a great Thank weekend. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski. Yes, bringing the goods with Blacklocks, a reporter. Never ends. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh, my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.